0: If you don't leverage time, the landlord's going to want the clock down on you. That gives them more opportunities and more options to go out and, and look, at, talk to other people, talk to other pharmacy groups, however they want to do that. If you leverage time, get in early, have those conversations, lock your lease in, renew early, take landlords out of their cycle, then you're going to have a much uh, more valuable pharmacy, and a much more secure pharmacy, and you're certainly going to see a, a brighter future for that business. But, Hi, I'm Phil Chapman, Director of Lease One, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network Podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. There comes a time when a landlord and owner of a pharmacy need to know the ins and outs of rents and leasing. Our guest today is no stranger to our podcast and we are thrilled to have him here to provide us with more advice, tips and knowledge. We all know how daunting it can be when it comes to navigating leases, but today we will be talking with Bill Chapman, director and founder of Lease One, Australia's only national retail shop lease consultancy that provides a tenant-only representation service. Phil will share some tips and tricks, not just for established owners, but also new pharmacy owners and also those who are thinking of selling their pharmacy. Phil also shares some important resources for owners to be aware of and also talks about how COVID-19 has impacted landlords with rents and leasing. Here's Phil. Thanks for joining us, Phil. As I mentioned in the introduction, COVID-19 has put a strain on the renting and leasing industry for pharmacy owners. How has this actually flown through and impacted the pointy end when we
0: look at rents? Thanks, Daniel. A pleasure to be back. Yeah, look, it has. And and with the pharmacist, what's really happened here is we've proven uh, that pharmacy is so resilient when it comes to being a permitted use in a shopping precinct or a shopping centre or a strip. So that's now translating into, and what the landlords are doing, translating that into added value to their properties. And what that means is they're going to drive rents through pharmacies because of their resilience and the fact that they, they were open, they're constant, they're reliable, they've worked bloody, bloody hard. Um, but what's going to happen is because the gym next door and the hairdresser and, you know, the cafes were closed, And their value of their leases has now diminished somewhat. Those ones that show resilience, the landlords are pushing the value into those leases. And of course, if they want to drive rental increases, they're going to go to their highest and best value. So that's pharmacy. So we've got a wave of rental pressures coming.
1: Considering that, because you make some good points around value and resilience, what would you say has been the biggest value to pharmacy owners when running their business during the COVID-19 pandemic, probably if we look over the past 24 months so far, and it would be great if you could explain what that actually means for pharmacy owners.
0: The whole process through COVID was that there were customers and patients were directed to their pharmacist for not just advice, but also vaccinations opened up, uh, Look, you just had to open the news, any newspaper, and there were mentions of pharmacy and, and pharmacies, uh, you know, using their, uh, their their training and skills to support the public during COVID. So it was it was out there. Pharmacies as a brand, or pharmacists as a brand, as an industry, uh, as as owners and members of the of pharmacy guild, they were just their pedestal was out there, but it was it was hoisted high during COVID, and it remains there still, and that hasn't gone unnoticed because. You know, where we're looking now at um, the value of pharmacies as far as uh, we're hearing from uh, pharmacies that are selling, and we'll talk about that later I'm sure, but where we hear about landlords looking at pharmacies now, they know that you know, when it comes to putting together say a brand new shopping centre in a perfect world, the first lease they're going to knock over is, is the supermarket, it'll be one of the big two of course, but the next one they're lining up is the pharmacy and medical centre. So that allied health uh, precinct that uh, landlords want now in all their properties has become a trend that I think is going to hang around for a lot longer than, uh, than the tail on COVID.
1: Well, there certainly has been some incredible work by pharmacists during the pandemic and it certainly underlined the resilience that they have and the value that they add to the community. And it comes close off the back of the bushfires as well. But we all want to look past COVID, so post-COVID, to something that we at least hope looks like normal the normal that we used to know what are some of the things you think that owners can actually realistically look forward to post COVID 19 and what do you actually think that looks like
0: daniel tough one because we're not going to have what's called a normal again i don't think it's going to be a new normal and that that phrase has been worn out already but how we use land i'm using the role we here, how farms just use land has changed if there was a trend towards having more consult rooms Now it is a must-have consult rooms, but now multiple consult rooms so that you can now do a multiple range of vaccinations. So that's going to expand. So we're going to see the role of pharmacy expand in the community, and that trend's already happening. And landlords are are, are noticing this as well. As that expands, they're they're then saying, well, how can we weigh in on this? We have to put and surround the pharmacist with other allied health. They're now looking more closely at uh, other allied professionals like physiotherapy, uh, who are now going to franchising as well? Um, certainly, medical centers are becoming a lot more commercial savvy, uh, certainly, the pathologies, etc. So, we're finding that landlords are, are standing up and saying, Okay, if pharmacy is going to be one of my highest and best use and one of my strongest uh, valued uh, leases, that land is precious. I need to make more diamonds around it. So, we're going to see more and more concentration around that. So, pharmacists can expect to have um, a couple of things. One, uh, a more open dialogue and a more respectful dialogue that uh, they already had with landlords, but it's going to be on a higher level. There's going to be a higher respect as far as the conversation goes around the value they bring to the equation, if the pharmacist understands the value they bring, and then also to you know, having that deep conversation about how they can value add the pharmacy to improve their uh, value of their shopping centre, their precinct or their strip.
1: I asked earlier about the pointy end, the rents, but closely tied to that is the actual lease because that sets out the rents, but it also sets out a number of other things. It doesn't just talk about rents. How has COVID-19 impacted leases
0: overall with community pharmacy? It all dovetails together, what we're talking about here. They're they're really pointed questions, I thank you. But what happens with, we're seeing with new leases and the the renewal of leases for pharmacy, uh, community pharmacy sector is... The landlord's really weighing in on the security. When I talk about security, it's not the length of the lease so much, that is important, but the landlords are now looking at a higher bank guarantees or more directors guarantees. So more security there, what they're doing is not that there's an issue around the the, the failure or the, or the likely failure of a, a pharmacist as a lessee to fail and pay the rent, it satisfies their financiers. So again, they're really leveraging on, on multiple levels as to the, the, the renewed value and the increased value that a pharmacy lease brings to their property, so we're going to see a lot more of that, and that needs to be managed and dealt with as well. Because if we're tying up more of the lessee, the, the, the pharmacist security, that prevents them from doing other things with their with their life and, and their financial uh, and their financial planning.
1: Phil, we've set the scene a little bit there, and we've also looked towards the future as well. And you spoke about landlords looking to add more diamonds in and around those spaces where community pharmacies are. I love that phrasing. Pharmacists now have an opportunity in front of them. What are some of the resources or tools you would suggest pharmacy owners use to really help them and also support them when they it comes time to negotiate their lease?
0: Fortunately, the, the, the Pharmacy Guild and, and the pharmacy sector, which is the largest retail sector in the Southern Hemisphere, I might add, with the number of uh, pharmacies, that are even bigger than Australia Post. Um But the resources they've got, no other group has got. And when I talk about resources, the resources that are ready to hand for all members is obviously the Pharmacy Rental Report that comes out annually and also the the pharmacy, the Guild Digest, which comes out annually. Great resources. They've been modified constantly so they become more user and readable friendly and they're good instruments and, and good documents, resources to take with them when they're negotiating with landlords to condition them in relation to what occupancy costs should look like what rentals should look like. Fortunately, the last 12 months, even though all through COVID, we've seen occupancy costs uh, generally on average for the pharmacy, uh, pharmacy members has, stay, has flatlined. And it, that average has stayed there. It's it's averaged around that, um, that 47 to 5.2%. That's great, but it's constant there. What we need to do is manage and maintain that into the future because landlords will seek to grow that and that's obviously going to mean a higher rent to sales ratio for pharmacies. So, on top of that, the added costs of running pharmacies in this new normal—there goes that phrase again—is is is getting higher. You know, the PPE, the added staff rosters, the extra cleaning, um, the distancing that has to happen, um, the issues around stock supply, stock and supply have all brought cost. Cost burdens into the business as well. So, maintaining the occupancy cost ratios into these next uh, four to five years at least and into this next decade is vitally important. And these resources are are at the key of that. They are the base platform that everyone should be resourcing and and familiarising themselves with. Even if they're not going to negotiate a rent in the next or at least in the next couple of years, understand how to manage what they're doing and compare what they're doing. And one tip. Then I do when I do get on my soapbox here. As far as it gets to the Guild Digest, the more members who participate in that, the more data and more effective that data is going to be. And it just makes our job easier when we're trying to get better deals for pharmacies on their leases.
1: I think it's a good point, Phil, that participation. Now, when a pharmacy does get to negotiation point, tenants and owners have rights. It's not just a free for all, there are protections in place. And I'm sure that you will say that. All rights are important as somebody who focuses on this day in, day out. As I said, I'm sure you'll say all rights are important. But are there some key ones that may be overlooked or are often overlooked or even forgotten?
0: Look, there's a big one at the moment that uh, has been overlooked and it's really slipped under the radar over the last couple of years. And this is where a pharmacy got, leases has got an option. Um, We've worked very hard to change legislation in most of the states and territories, I preface that WA is still yet to modify its legislation, where they can actually get what's called an early determination of market rent. It sounds a bit technical and uh, they want more detail, come and and, uh, have a chat to me about it. But what it means is they really need to leverage time. And to leverage time uh, with an early determination of market rent prior to exercising their option, is a most powerful tool that we could we have been able to get into legislation. I want to say recent changes. The most recent change was Victoria, who adopted this legislation changes in, in as late as October 2020. So it, it's a really powerful tool to get two chops at, at the landlord of getting a better deal when you've got a market rent review. So I really it's one that's overlooked far too often. And uh, I, I've got to pick up the slack here, Daniel. I must admit, and I've got to talk more with the, the Guild Executive. We've got to do more education around that process but there's a right sitting out there that people are really missing
1: you mentioned the rental report and guild digest sometimes we hear about those resources like that and we maybe aren't very clear on how spending our time which is you know a lot of people have limited time particularly when they're business owners let alone pharmacy owners but how spending our time consuming and understanding those types of documents are going to help us can you just confirm again, solidify for us, how does the information contained in those resources actually translate to a, a lease negotiation and assist pharmacy owners?
0: Daniel, right now the pharmacists and pharmacy owners and they're just so time poor. It, the, the, the hours they're doing and the stress and the fatigue out there is is something that you know isn't being taken into account. I don't think, particularly by landlords at this stage. But let's cut to the chase. If uh, time poor pharmacist wants to see how he's tracking on his rent grab the rental report from the members' portal, go to page 16. There's a great table there, and it'll show you the ratio of pharmacy rent and outgoings as a percentage of turnover. In a a snapshot, that pharmacist can then track and and trend how they're going quickly benchmark themselves in less than the time that it takes to to have a cup of coffee. So you're doing that. Same again, grab the Guild uh, Digest 2021, go to page 11, there's a great table there with results on turnover and profit, state by state, and an itemised rent and a percentage there. Again, there's two resources there. Go to those pages and they can have a quick snapshot and uh, they'll, they'll be across their stuff before they know it. So I know they're time poor. Probably I should go on about how they should sit down and read it from cover to cover. I just I just understand this year it's it really is guns on for everybody and, and time is just so damn precious.
1: Well, it's probably fair to say that if you can point them in the right direction to those pages 11 and 16, I think you said it was, then at least that might pique their interest to go back and fill in the gaps a little bit more. Now, Phil, during recent times, there's been a little bit of a trend of pharmacy owners selling their business. What would your best advice be to any owners out there who are listening, who are considering or maybe in the process of selling? What's your advice? What do they need to look out for? What do they need to make sure they get right?
0: Oh, probably as a result of a great segue from the fatigue and and, uh, and stress that's out there, Daniel, is, we are getting a lot of calls. We're the leasing guys here. We're not brokers, but we're getting a lot of calls from pharmacists saying, hey, I'm thinking about selling and you know, I've got to lease. It's got to be done this, done that. The biggest tip I can give here is the last person, the very, very last person that needs to know that a pharmacy is selling is the landlord. And what I mean by that is, you, know, you go and tell the landlord, hey, I'm thinking you're selling and they've got three or four years left on their lease. A buyer comes along and says, hey, happy to buy, to finance this. I can meet your price, but I need a new five plus five or 10-year lease. Next thing you know, they're both off or one of them's off to the landlord to say, look, to have this sale go through. I need this. Well, all of a sudden, you've just opened Pandora's box for the landlord to get their grubby hands on your profits. So what you need to do is get your lease fit for sale beforehand. Before you list, before you go to a broker, before you go to a wholesaler, Look at your lease give us a call we'll show you what to do how to manufacture to, uh, an event to, to renew your lease early and get get yourself as much as getting your accounts together ready to go to the market to don on your value get your lease and the long and and uh, the, the length of tenure to shore up your value and to make sure that you have a, a smooth settlement and you, and you get the right price and the lease is assigned uh, under a statutory obligation from the landlord, through a set period of time, which is which is by law under the Act. But what happens too is the landlord doesn't get to stick their grubby hands into your profits by upping the rent.
1: That's sellers. At the other end is those who buy off the sellers. No doubt we have listeners who are new owners who have recently purchased a pharmacy and they may still be getting their feet under the table or their body behind the dispensary, so to speak. Do you have any tips or advice for those who may be new to business ownership and what they need to be focusing on around their
0: lease? This question's never asked, Daniel. Well done. Look, with the buyers and, and new owners, what they should do is they, 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 there's so many things going on to get their feet under the desk and, and, and get that uh, business humming where, where their expectations and their dreams are uh, when they first buy it. But they do need to grab that lease and just have a read of it. A quick read, know the numbers, knows who, who's involved know what their obligations are, but more so look at their critical path or their timeline inside their lease. What things do I have to do and when? And, uh, you know, we say it all the time, is if uh, grab your lease, look at the front page, you really only lease uh, time over space. So look at your lease. On the front page, you're going to have the uh, commencement date and the expiry date, get a black texter, put the expiry date on the back of your door in the office so you can't miss it. If you've got an option and it says hey, you must exercise your option between three and six months before, put those dates in large black numbers with text on your back door. You can't miss it. You can't forget it.
1: I know we should try and focus on positives as much as possible, but I appreciate how much of a uh, a negative impact that mistakes around leases can have on a business. And it, it can directly threaten the viability of a business. Are there any common mistakes that you see being
0: made a lot? Oh, this is even pre covid uh, Daniel. It's it's not leveraging time. And look, the changes back over a decade now in, in the um, location rules have shifted the power in respect to uh, you know pharmacy own- ownership of pharmacy numbers. So leveraging time is all more important now, so that your site doesn't get churned and you've got control of what's going on into the future, and you can you can begin in, in, t- somewhat take charge of your own destiny. If you don't leverage time. The landlord's going to wind the clock down on you. That gives them more opportunities and more options to go out and, and look and talk to other people, talk to other pharmacy groups, however they want to do that. If you leverage time, get in early, have those conversations, lock your lease in, renew early, take landlords out of their cycle, then you're going to have a much uh, more valuable pharmacy, a much more secure pharmacy, and you're certainly going to see a, a brighter future for that business. But leveraging time is uh, is my is my safe box.
1: Phil, you always have so much practical advice but also clear advice so I'm not sure how you're going to pick an answer for this question but let's start to round this up. What is the most important piece of advice you want to share with owners or maybe underline for people that have listened to the podcast when it comes to rent and leasing which, you know, it would be great if we had a new one but also appreciate if you have to recycle one because you do give such great advice.
0: Well, my mantras don't really change us. Now do the research. Research is mandatory. And what I mean is do the bit of work. You know, know your numbers, and that means go back to the resources you've got, the rental report, the digest, know your numbers about occupancy cost, and then know your timelines, your critical path. Overlay those two and you'll have a great understanding of where your lease is at. Understanding then how the land performs for you, because all too often it must paying that rent every month must feel like you're performing for the land or rather the landlord. So do those couple of things and uh, you'll, you'll have a much better perspective and an understanding. And it uh, doesn't mean go and read a 60-page document and understand it word for word. Don't worry about that. But knowing those few things of understanding how your numbers work, how the land works for you and the time that you've got left and the time you've got to leverage, you'll have a much more profitable business and far better outcomes.
1: Phil, it's always a pleasure having you on the show and having a, a chat to you. As I said, you always give such great advice. Very practical, very clear. If people want to connect with you or engage with you, what can they do? Where can they go?
0: Oh, thanks, Daniel. Look, we're not here to self-promote. Go to your guild branch; they'll refer you to through to us, or certain to uh, to people who can help. And they've got other resources uh, at, at the branches as well and at national. But to reach out to us direct, it's just leaseone.com.au, our website. You can book a call in direct with me. And uh, obviously for Guild members, uh, we have initial confidential, no obligation uh, session with me, no charge, because uh, we just want to value add the membership and, and make sure that everyone is not stubbing their toe out there and they put their hand up, get the advice and uh, keep them on their way and keep doing what they're doing for the community.
1: Outstanding as always, Phil Chapman, Director of LeaseOne, Australia's number one authority on retailer leasing. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise and advice. Always a pleasure, Daniel. Thank you. Again, Phil, thank you so much for a very informative discussion. I think our listeners will definitely take a lot away from all the amazing advice and information you have provided today. Listeners, as Phil mentioned, if you are a landlord looking to purchase a pharmacy or wanting to expand your knowledge, on rent and leasing. You can find out more information at lease1.com.au. That's lease and then the numeral1.com.au. And of course, Phil mentioned those important resources, the Pharmacy Rental Report and the Guild Digest, which are available at guild.org.au forward slash about hyphen us forward slash guild hyphen publications. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 93 of the PBCN podcast the PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.